0: Truck and oh oh wait we're recording shit. I think we're live. We're live guys. Good, uh, good evening everybody to front row perspectives. This is David slash Asher. Uh joining me tonight is Michael. Hi. And Will slash Kage. Mm-hmm. So yeah. tonight we're continuing mm-hmm. with the Zelda talk. So mm-hmm. uh we're now getting Thank into you. the
1: Thank game. you for coming to Link's Ted Talk.
0: Okay. So, uh we discussed Nintendo and Super Nintendo era Zeldas. So now we're getting into the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, uh N64 and uh, I think I'll hold off on the GameCube one for now. Maybe push that a little bit later cuz there is kind of a lot in the GB uh, in the Game Boy and N64 era. Alone. So, right. let, let, let's start with the next entry in Zelda series uh, that was uh, released chronologically, which would be Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. So, uh, who wants to start?
2: Link's Awakening. Ah, uh, I'll start, because I like Link's Awakening. <laughs> um, so, like... That was, um, of course, on the Game Boy originally. I actually owned the original Game Boy before buying it as a, a Game Boy Color Edition. Mm-hmm. So um, it was a little bit confusing at first because it was um, the jumping mechanics and platforming was not fun <laughs> uh, to get used to. I, not, I shouldn't say not fun, just a little difficult to get used to, especially since um, uh, you also had to. You had all these different items that, uh, including the shields and stuff, that you had to, uh,
0: manually, use, like shield,
2: had to manually equip your shield and, and stuff of that nature. It was just like...
0: It was just, oh, God, this is different than what I'm normally used to. Yeah. I was um, totally not used to it. But overall, would you say it's actually right. pretty pretty good game, though?
2: Yeah, overall, yeah, I, I did enjoy the story. I was a little bit sad uh, with how it turned out, just because of how it was. Uh, how the if I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't played it. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I uh, um, overall, as far as a is a game in the series, it definitely had a really really good story. Um, it just the 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 original mechanics were. Um, Confusing and uh, and I guess it's just because of the way that the Game Boy was uh, set up, mm-hmm. um, but um, overall the story itself was good. It was just a very sad type of uh, game. I guess it was definitely like a Majora's Mask before Majora's Mask yeah. <laughs> would be the best way to say it. So it was a really good game. It was just a little bit different and. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, it was still it was confusing for young me, but I can definitely appreciate it now. Okay. well,
0: uh, for me, uh, I got the Game Boy Color version. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had some of the, the certain aspects to it uh, uh, since I was more used to some of the action stuff, it's like, oh, switch uh, I was more okay with the jumping mechanic and the various other mm-hmm. platformy aspects to it Mm -hmm. but at the same time the one thing that kind of made it really weird for me was the whole swapping things out because like half the time I'd be swapping things out to the wrong slot you're like that's Mm -hmm. not how that's supposed to be um yeah the uh I'm not quite sure if this is a minor spoilers, and we're trying to avoid spoilers because of the whole uh, remaster that just came out for mm-hmm. the game. But it, I think I got the, the special ending mm-hmm. um, my first time through, so I was like, oh, that's kind of okay, but still a little bittersweet. About the whole thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I would say I was actually pretty okay with the game. And, and now we get to meet somebody who only has played the the remaster?
1: I mean, I don't know if meet is the right word, because everybody's met me, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so in uh, full disclosure, I've never played the GD GB version, GBC version. Unfortunately, I didn't have the luxury of having access to those versions uh, when they were out. Uh, I did, however, when it came out for the uh, Switch, I did end up getting it. And while I understand, obviously, there's definitely been some change. uh, There's been like some tightening up, cleaning up a little bit. But from what I mean, from what I understand, it's fairly true, and it's definitely a lot of fun.
0: The one thing is that I know that... Sorry,
1: I got you're echoing. Okay. Okay. Nope. Minor difficulties, people. This will probably be cut out. (laughs) Oh, wait, we don't cut things out, apparently.
0: Yeah, Uh, but... uh, I know that they released digital copies of... Uh, Link's Awakening on the 3DS eShop. But since I already still technically have my copy somewhere, I never really decided to download it. Um, Things I could probably mention about the remaster is uh, they definitely did i remove, like, oh, shield has to be equipped, where it's, now you just have it on you all times.
2: Can you guys hear
1: me? We're hearing you, but we're also hearing paper crinkle. Yeah, we're hearing you and echo from you and background noise from you. Hello? can oh boy. I think we may have lost him temporarily. Okay, Will?
0: Yeah. Do, do,
1: do. yeah, this whole section is going to need to be cleaned up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely.
0: Okay. So- <laughs> I'm gonna probably put a mark in there, uh, mark when he comes back in. That way, it's like I can clean up that point part and then list, like listen and then clean it up, and then cut out this part, or at least not yeah. Ah, oh boy. Time to finish my Arizona iced tea.
1: Sponsored. <laughs> oh, we're not sponsored? Well, damn. Why'd you say their brand name? Because I'm finishing it.
2: There we go. Test, test, test. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, yes. and we're also not echoing. All right, okay. so Mark at this time. Mark. There we go. So,
0: sorry, uh, If for people who are very attentive listeners... Uh, technical difficulties, but it's going to be edited out, for the most Including part. Including
1: this explanation, so I don't know why we're saying it. Yep.
0: Eh, whatever. Somebody's probably going to mention like, "Where I always there a cut, dare. Anyway, moving on. Anyway. Uh, so, Meanwhile. all of us have played the remaster. Um, yes. So, since all of us have, eh, we've got varying degrees, might as well just Base everything off of the remaster because that's what's probably going to be more of what people are going to be recognized uh, recognized. Re- uh, even though some of us can mention like some of the differences since we did play some of the older games.
2: Yes, uh, the uh, I would definitely rate the uh, the uh, remake m- uh, much higher. Uh, mostly because of all the ch- changes and updates that it does, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it even adds some scenes. Uh, which I think are very crucial. So I think that it's a marvelous addition, and will uh, we'll uh, 10 out of 10, we'll play again. Uh, I, I will give it some detractors. One oh. detractor is
0: I can't connect my Game Boy printer to my Switch, so I can't print oh stuff my out. God. <laughs> <laughs> Joking aside. <laughs> I would definitely say it's, vastly improved based uh, based off of a few things, although I will state that the color dungeon is actually a lot easier in, in the switch version than it is on the GB uh, on the game boy color really because uh, the one thing I remember was the the color demons mm-hmm. uh, if they milled it in the floor, yeah, or they were on the same color, uh, like, uh, the color demons, like, if you got them onto a different color floor, you could damage them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, whereas this, uh, in the Switch version, if they pop out, you can damage them, no matter what color they are. Right. But uh, in the Game Boy Color version, it's like, if they're the same color, you still can't damage them because technically you can't see them.
1: Even if you can see them in the game, you can't quote-unquote see them.
0: And so you had to lure them onto a non-colored floor or to a different colored floor. So you could see them and Uh, damage them. Um, uh, The one other thing I'd actually have a weird... It's a stickler for me is that uh, in the GBC version, the platforming, from my perspective, was pretty okay. This one, it feels somewhat floaty at times. Somewhat. But I I wouldn't put it as, like, a detractor. I just put it as a nitpick for me because of some of the games that I play. But overall, I'd say it's definitely really good. I did like uh, what they swapped out the camera shop for, even though I kind of wish the camera shop showed up in this game. So you got those pictures that you saw in the GBC version. Or at least uh, like new renditions of it, because those are pretty funny. But what they replaced that with was uh, Dompei's Dungeon Maker. Which was a
2: good addition, in my
0: opinion. It, it is a good addition. Um... Yeah, admittedly, I've seen some people make some complaints saying that it's not what they were expecting.
2: Yeah, they were expecting a Mario Maker type of thing, and that's not what that game is supposed to be for.
0: No. And from my perspective, they did out-and-out out state that it wasn't going to be exactly like a Mario Maker. However, it does match up with some of what Nintendo does for prototyping. Uh
2: for well, certain. That's a good sign. Then maybe the,
1: we will get a full blown Zelda Dungeon Maker. Maybe.
2: I hope. Maybe.
1: Maybe. I hope so. I hope so. It would be really cool. I definitely would. I I was I was hesitant on Mario Maker, but no, with the Zelda Maker, I would definitely jump on that.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I I would definitely go into it. I'd I'd just be le- a little weirded out, depending on like how they do it, because, um. You know how Mario Maker they have to design everything for all the visual styles. Yeah. Is. Uh, like since the it, since it looks like the Zelda Maker would probably be mostly top down. I wonder how they would do a top down version of, uh, essentially. Uh, ocarina Italian slash Majora's Mask. Mm.
2: How they would handle that? It would probably be simple, more simplified. It would probably be Zelda One, uh, Link to the Past type graphics, and maybe um, Link's Awakening remastered type of. Because they're not going to over, they're not going to uh, overcomplicate it with three D. I don't think.
1: Well. Yeah, that would be too much. Honestly, be
2: way too much. That's the weird part is that Mario Maker does
0: actually do the new Super Mario Brothers three D.
2: But it's still two D.
0: Yeah, th- that's it's, what I mean. It, it's
1: three D models on a two D background. Yeah, on a two D background.
0: But that's what I'm saying is like, how would they do that top down version for Ocarina of Time?
2: Not that they, they... won't. They won't. <laughs> they just simply won't. Hmm. Like I said, it will be. It'll be. Uh, there'll be versions of the top down. So I can see maybe something akin to, uh, like I said, uh, Link to the Past, the first Zelda. Um, Probably a Link Between Worlds type, because that's probably what they can do, Mm -hmm. Um, as well as uh, Four Swords Adventure type of gameplay. Um, But basically, it's the top-down stuff. It is not going to be uh, any 3D type of game, because that's Mm -hmm. just way too hard, too much. Way too many assets.
0: Okay. Admittedly, I'm not sure if my point's getting across, but whatever.
2: Okay, whatever.
0: Um, but that, like, we can all agree, it is a good part of the entire uh, series. Um, Yeah. The next game that we, or games, I should state, uh, should we do next game that's released, or the next game, at least for the Game Boy Color? It would
2: be for the game, I guess we should talk about the Game Boy Color, I mean, the, okay. This is this is a uh, two Zelda games I have not played or touched.
0: Uh, I have played a, a little bit about them. I never really, I borrowed them from a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I only play, uh, when I borrowed it from a friend, he had uh, Seasons. I did try playing. Because uh, it's Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of, is it time? No. Ages. ages. Ages.
2: Ages. Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages.
0: Yeah, uh, I played Seasons. Um, but I, uh, I didn't play. Uh, I played Ages a little bit, uh, with an emulator. Never really beat them. Uh, and I'm not sure if Michael has
1: tried them or not. I have not, no. Um, pretty much the entire mobile series I have given an unfortunate pass to. Uh, in fact, we've already talked about every almost every single Zelda I've played uh, to date. Spoiler alert, there's still more to come in the next episode of this. Oh,
0: yeah. So it sounds like I'm going to be the one talking about my interaction with them, because since I borrowed it, uh, they are basically like the... Game Boy Color version of uh, Link's Awakening. With some minor changes. Um, there's a whole aspect that there is interactivity between the two cartridges. Suppose uh, It's set up where it's like Seasons, Din is canda- uh Oh yeah, by the way, the three goddesses. Uh, That will be mentioned in another uh, another game that we'll be bringing up. uh, Show up in their physical embodiments in this game. Uh, Din in Seasons and Nehru in Ages. And essentially, they get kidnapped by the big bad in the game. And you go have to save them. Uh, I didn't really get that far in Seasons. But, uh, they definitely, I know they definitely changed things around because, uh, there's, they made some changes to some of the weapons that you got. Uh, well I've not gotten far, I know that they completely removed the hookshot and replaced it with other things in each game. But, basically, the whole thing between Seasons and Ages was there was actually supposed to be a third game for Pharaoh. Right. Uh, but, sad to say, that third game never came to fruition. So, she got delegated to, uh, essentially, the code-slash-link-cable counter,
2: Right, yeah, which is unfortunate.
0: Well, yeah, it's really sad. But the, the basic thing is that you beat one game, you transfer everything over to the second game, and then when you beat the second, uh, like when you do that transfer, it then changes the story a bit to find out that everything was set up from your first playthrough on the first game. Right, is just a plot of. Uh, of a boss that you fight in Ocarina of Time right? Uh, to revive Ganon.
2: Which is always, you know, important. But yeah, to stop in the meantime, you know. <laughs> you don't want that guy coming back. Oh, no.
0: So this actually should segue into the next game that we should talk about.
2: Okay. Which is Ocarina of Time. There we go. Ocarina of Time. Its the uh, Symbology uh, is the only thing that is tattooed on my shoulder. <laughs> uh, that was a big one. Um, and my grandfather and I enjoyed that one very much. So he absolutely refused to show me any strategy guides. He wanted me to learn that one. So I have a lot of good memories on Ocarina of Time. Did you play this one at all? Or is this another one you skipped, Uh, Michael?
1: Uh, Less skipped, more didn't have access to when it was relevant. I never had a 64. Never had a 64. Never had a 64, never had a GameCube. I had a Super Nintendo, sort of, and then I have a Switch. And that is there with uh, with no systems in between, except for the 2DS, which I didn't have any Zelda for that either.
2: Okay. Have you ever touched any of them, even as of today, at all?
1: I have mind? not. No. In fairness, I on a friend's sixty four, I played maybe about ten minutes of it, and at that time, my I I really and I mean, still sometimes had a really hard time with uh, aiming and everything in a three D environment. So I couldn't even get past like when you're first learning about uh, blocking with the Deku Scrubs. I couldn't yeah. even get past that point because it That's was because true. I had such a hard time with it. Right. I'm sure now I would have an easier time, but yeah. I haven't picked it back up since then. Right.
0: Well, uh, since you did mention the 2DS, I can mention that this uh, Ocarina of Time did get remade for the 3DS 2DS. Um, I have played both versions. I've played multiple versions. I own multiple versions. Mm-hmm. But no, I played the original one on N64. I don't think I got the gold cart for that one either. Mm. The only other gold cart that I got was uh, Majora's Mask, but we're not talking about that one yet. Um, so, uh, Will, since you kind of started it off, let's let you continue with your experience of it.
1: Hmm. With
2: my experience with it, yes. Oh, let's see. Well, um, uh, since I played both, um, I own both. Uh, well, I, I played Okra enough time because uh, I didn't actually own a sixty-four. My brother did. I went into the ways of the PlayStation at that particular time. So, uh, my brother ended up getting the sixty-four, in which that's when I, uh, I had to borrow him to to play it. Mm-hmm. Uh it was a, it was like a return. It was a like a, a more updated version of of Link to the Past, but I guess because of limitation, hardware limitations, it didn't have as many dungeons um, as uh, Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. Uh, the um, it did take me a little while to get used to the three D targeting, um, but um, I was still enamored by the whole three D thing and. I, I it didn't take long for me to get used to it. I really uh, merged well with it, mostly because uh, I played a lot of Mario sixty
0: four.
2: Mm-hmm. While Mario sixty four didn't really have Z targeting, um, the concept of th- of a three D uh, Zelda wasn't uh, as much as a I guess the word I would be looking for. It wasn't so much as a like a hard break. Like, uh, you know, I'm so used to 2D Zelda. Seeing the 3D Zelda was just like, ah, like that. Like I, it, but uh, it did, uh, it was a little bit easier for me to get used to just because of the Mario 64 thing, and I got used to um, how the 64 were. And I actually played Star Fox first as well. Hmm. So I was by then used to the, the 64 controller as well as um, how it operates. Ah. So it didn't take me long to Z tar- to learn Z-targeting. It was really fun. Um. I did notice that there was a lot of um, the battles were drawn out a lot longer than uh, what I'm used to against singular enemies. Um, So that was a little bit different and um, I thought at the time it's cool. Nowadays it's not so much (laughs) Uh, just because it's a I think it's just a, a little bit annoying that you're I guess it's I wasn't used to the idea of mid-bosses, basically, ah. in a Zelda game. Uh, I was more into it in an R- a normal RPG type of element, but not in a Zelda game. And I felt like a lot of the battles that took a long time to get used to uh, had that model in, you know, on it.
0: Hmm.
2: And it was uh, a little bit confusing to get used to. Um, But I, the story I loved. Um, I loved the story. Um, the time travel was always kind of fun. Um, uh, and it was kind of like a shock when it, when it first happened. Because I was like, oh, I'm going to be this kid this whole time. It's going to be kind of weird perspective-wise, but okay. Uh, but then, of course, the uh, time travel happened. you're just like, whoa, okay, I see what we're doing here. Uh, Which was kind of cool with all the side quests and all. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Uh, It was nice hearing uh, the Gorons were introduced in this one. I thought that was kind of an interesting addition. Um, The Zora were peaceful for once. um, With the exception of King Zora from Link to the Past. But most of the time Zora were associated with um, we're going to burn your face with fireballs. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, but um, to so the the whole uh, dynamic it, it just were instead of pendants it was uh, mystical gems instead of uh, uh, crystals you had uh, sage medallions and you just didn't have as many sage medallion dungeons as you had crystal dungeons in the original. Uh, linked to the past. So it was looking back on it now like looking back then, as a retrospect, i uh, I loved it, especially the how the final battle was done. Uh, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, this is awesome. Retrospect, because of the hardware limitations, I think it kind of they I, I think their their repeat of that formula. Of Get three items, get the Master Sword, and then get more items in another world, which in this case was a time travel instead of just like a dark world, light world switch. Um, That's kind of where they started using this formula and use it quite often. Mm -hmm. Um, They kind of broke away with it with Breath of the Wild just because of how open world it is, uh, which is a good thing. I think that's a good thing for Zelda to evolve. But Ocarina of Time set the the bar to where we have this is the uh, the way that we're going to structure these games from here on out, uh, for better or for worse. And um, and and at the same time, I think that um, content-wise, as far as story. Um, it had a lot more story compared to Link to the Past and the other Zeldas just because it was very, very it was much more story driven, much mm. more text driven than the other installments. Um, Link to the Past, I thought was perfect in its storytelling. Um, Ocarina, of time, Ocarina of time started also the same kind of trend where sometimes instead of letting the action speak for itself, we're just going to talk you to death.
0: Ah, yes. The talking head slash exposition bullshit. Exposition
2: to death, which... So... so, uh, And all these criticisms are coming after the fact, right? So, um, like I said back then, I didn't care too much. It was cool and all. But um, when, I, when I was playing the 3D version, I was just like, damn, there's just so much... So much standing there listening to other people talk to me and I'm just sitting there doing nothing going from point to point. and it, it just became more of a nuisance at that point um, <laughs> and uh, it started annoying me a little bit And which is why uh, unfortunately I never finished my 3D version of Ocarina of Time because I just got bored with it which is you never want to have that with a Zelda game <laughs> you don't want to stop halfway because it's like you're like oh my god i just can't deal with this right now especially when you get to the water dungeon at that point i just wanted to quit <laughs> yeah we that, have to
0: mention the water dungeon
2: we do have to mention the water dungeon because this was the first time a water dungeon started frustrating people and it became a thing i, I don't know if nintendo just takes uh sadistic satisfaction that whenever they do a water temple, they have to make it just so goddamn annoying and so puzzle-rific that it's just maddening to do with water physics and whatnot. Um, but it's just freaking frustrating, and it's this is where it starts. Um, I mean, because there was kind of like a water dungeon in the second game, I mean, in, uh, in League to the Past, but it wasn't, like, in-your-face like, this is going to, uh, you're going to have to do water for this and water for that. It was just part of the dungeon. This was so different
1: comparatively.
2: Yeah. So, um, but yeah, this was the start of the water dungeon just pissing people off. It, especially me, I hated it. I didn't like, I don't like the water dungeon. It's like, that's a game killer for me. I really, really don't like it. <laughs> okay, uh, let's so see. That's, that, that's my impression. So my, uh, I
0: I will heads up, uh give a heads up. I did not beat Ocarina of Time until I got my hands on the GameCube version. Because...
2: Okay. Yeah, because it was in the collector's edition that had a whole bunch of games.
0: Yeah, and the reason why is that on the N64 version is that, well, like every N64, like first-party N64 controller... Uh, My joystick was giving out. I had gotten through most of the game until I got to Ganon's Castle. And at that point, my joystick was, I push forward, I could only walk. And that's a no-co for (laughs) certain aspects of that dungeon. And so I just dead stopped. That's a hard no it's funny because, like, a few weeks later, my parents went out and we bought third-party Mad Cat controllers that, and and this sounds extremely blasphemous for some people, <laughs> but those Mad Cat's controllers that we bought were actually vastly superior to Nintendo's original N64 controllers.
2: Yeah. Actually, believe it or not, if you really want a better experience with your N64 nowadays, there is a controller made by a third party called Hyperkin, which <laughs> has the Admiral. And I just recently—it's wireless, which is great. Um, and you—it you, you know—it only comes with one controller, of course. But um, I was—I've been playing uh, Mario 64 recently with this new controller. Mm-hmm. And number one, it doesn't have. It's not that the weird handlebars that you have with the the currently the uh, original N64 controller It feels like a GameCube controller, mm-hmm. and it just is so much more effective. To be honest, wow. I would recommend getting that. Well, here, here's the thing: is
0: that the Mad Cat's controller, the way it was set up was it was two. Uh, the way they set it up was that they just moved the D-pad to a position above the joystick and got rid of that entire thing so you actually had access to the r button and z button on one side
2: oh i guess yeah you could do that
0: i I'll, i can take a picture and then share it later um yeah i, I may uh, and for those of us uh, I, I will look it up to see what the name of that controller was but a that controller made playing N sixty four so much better. So everybody I was like, oh the third party controllers are horrible hot garbage. I'm like you
2: know not maybe for the N sixty four. Not <laughs> for the
0: N sixty four. Those I hate to say it, but the Nintendo N sixty four
2: controllers are problematic. They were garbage. Yeah, they were they were hot garbage. Um, let's, just, let's be honest, everybody. Yeah. Hot garbage.
0: Uh so, I I didn't beat it until the GameCube version. I did play and beat the three D uh, the three DS version. Ah. Um, I will state that the three DS version I would recommend over uh, the N sixty four version because of one thing. Was that I uh, it's like I remember how frustrating the water dungeon was. Yes. Uh, apparently, the reason why was the fact that there was a lot of confusion with the water mechanic. Once they posted where, uh, like, what thi- uh, like, what level does what, I blew through the water dungeon in a half an hour. And, and I was like, I'm going to be stuck on this water dungeon for, a, uh, for like a day or two. But no, I took. I went through all of the water dungeon, right. and most of the time that was spent in the water dungeon was either dealing with Dark Link or Morpha. I swear, I actually spent like maybe about fifteen minutes tops, ten minutes of that dealing with Dark Link. Really?
2: Couldn't finish Dark Link, or just didn't know how to beat him, or what?
0: Uh, didn't have a good. Uh, wasn't set up properly to beat him Mm -hmm. so and they had changed his ai in the 3d version a little bit so you can't use the old n64 cheese Uh. um but overall i would definitely recommend the 3ds version over
2: i would too just because it looks much more you know less blocky
0: yeah, less blocky, um streamlines makes things uh, much more accessible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. And Oh, hey, I found a picture of the Mad Cats controller that I uh, that I had as a kid. Not right, an we'll exact one.
2: Nice. We'll look at that later, but let's yeah, let's yeah. Get it to, And I know what to get uh, for uh, for Michael for his birthday. A Nintendo e gift card so that he can get Ocarina
1: of Time 3D on his three on his on his DS. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if he uh, honestly, my DS is or I don't even know which one it is. It's what DSi or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. It's an oh. old old. One. Okay. Oh <laughs> no, this thing is ancient. Okay. <laughs> so, it, it, I still it, have
2: my DS Lite. I just have a 3DS as well. So, yeah, um, but. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to pull a pull a gofundme to get him a uh a 3ds and some games (laughs) or just convince nintendo to release everything
1: to be compatible with the switch
2: Uh, oh they probably would if they could um but they don't have the resources for it
0: (laughs) but uh in this case uh i i would definitely recommend that version uh my impression, when I first played the N64 version, yeah. I was enamored with it. I was, yay! Uh, looking back on trying to play the N64 version now, I go like, God, I hated trying to aim. I <laughs> mean, Z, Z, I, it's the same thing that I had with Michael, is like, except it wasn't the whole, like, Z-targeting with the shield bit. Mine was trying to do the mini game with The bow and arrow. Ooh. I hated that minigame. I absolutely hated that minigame.
2: Just didn't
0: like it, huh? Just didn't like it. Um. I don't like it. No, sir. Don't like it. Uh. If you do want to play the older versions of the game, they do have, uh... The N64 version, if you want to get your hands on a Wii U. uh, I think they do have that in the eShop on the Wii U. Uh, As far as I know, uh, Nintendo has not made any plans of releasing an N64 uh, Mini. At least not officially. Or any type of add-on to N64 games for the Switch yet. They could. Most likely. They
2: did it on the Wii and Wii U, so it isn't impossible.
0: It isn't impossible. It's just, as of right now, I think they're trying to get more major games out before bringing the older stuff back. Although, with some things dealing with next generation, they may want to start bringing that out now. Yeah. Um... But uh, the game that I actually liked on the N64 is the next one, ah, which is our good buddy Majora's Mask.
2: All right. I have a confession. Oh, boy. Never played Majora's Mask. Ever? Correction. Uh, correction. I played maybe an hour of it. On the N64? Yes. Okay. And got and was so confused with how the game mechanics were working, I gave up. Especially after my grandfather also didn't want to play it because it didn't involve Ganondorf. Aw. So he didn't think it was a proper Zelda sequel, and he refused to get it. And I didn't get exposure through it through him. And um, to this day, I still have not fully given it a good amount of time. Okay. Um,
0: I'm guessing since Michael had very little interaction with Ocarina of Time, uh, you probably didn't have uh, the same
1: or even less exposure. Even less. Even less. less. I, I would rate the amount of play that I've given to o- or to Majora's Mask at <coughs> 0. 0.000... Oh, no. No, just 0%. Okay. 0%. Once again, I'm apparently the only guy that's played it. Or at least... yeah, you're the expert.
0: So, as a heads up... How does
2: that make you feel?
0: I feel sad.
2: <laughs> Cause, I, would. I would feel sad, too. That's that's not a, a good thing to...
0: <laughs> so, as a heads up, I have beaten Majora's Mask on the N64, on the GameCube Master release, on the 3DS remake. So, I have beaten it all different ways. Mm-hmm. I actually like Majora's Mask more than I like Ocarina of Time. And it's not because, oh, it's a darker tone. It's just the fact that I like some of the mechanics that they did in it. Like the actual whole transformation mask aspects. Um, the fact that you can use your Ocarina not just for teleportation... But for actual puzzle solving. Because... Spoilers! You actually learn songs that do different things. Unlike... Ocarina of Time, where the Ocarina really... it, It did a few things. But I think a majority of the songs were just teleportation songs.
2: Uh... One song opened up Passageways. Uh, one song made Day and Night Cycles. One song made it Storm or Not. Okay. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean, there's a, a majority of them were Teleportation songs. Yeah.
0: Looking. So, uh, most of the songs, or most of the iconic songs, came back for Majora's Mask so we have Zelda's Lullaby uh, the Song of Time which actually there's three ways to use that song I did hear about that Yeah. Um, song of Storms uh, but they introduce the healing song which is actually very paramount to the game uh the they condensed the teleportation sound down to one song and then just you just one. just one because you played it and then it opened up the map and then you could select where to teleport to oh wow um and then there was uh The uh, LG of Emptiness. This one, since you only played about an hour, you never got to this one. I know you haven't.
2: Probably not, no. Yeah.
0: Which basically made statues based off of which mask you were wearing. And depending on the switch, would press it down. So you would have to do a song that's... You would have to wear the mask of the Goron. And then... Find the biggest switch possible and then do the song, and then it would leave a statue of the gore on there. And it would weigh it down. Mm. Whereas if you tried to do a song that's either like Deku Scrub or Link, they're too light. Um, the other aspect that uh, a lot of people remember about Majora's Mask is, of, cu- uh, of course, the whole masks uh, motif slash mechanics because they mentioned which, the... which
2: it was introduced in Ocarina but
0: yeah but it's kind of a this side it quest to the
2: extreme. yeah it was a side quest
0: Yeah, um, and they changed a few things up because in Ocarina of Time there were a couple uh, like all the masks you just had to find somebody and then give them to them they really didn't have an effect unless you did the Mask of Truth. Um, Majora's Mask, every mask had an effect, or at least had something that would lead to something else. It, had, it would do something. So uh, the Bunny's Mask made you super fast. It actually would make you faster.
2: Uh-huh. Which is probably where the Smash Brothers item came
0: Yes. Um Everybody knows the transformation masks, like Deku, Zora, Goron, and of course the Epimonious uh God, I, I'm going to use the Japanese uh Oni mask because I can never remember the American name for it. Fierce Deity? Fierce Deity, yes.
2: Even I knew
1: that. <laughs> I was blanking on it at the time.
2: Uh, at the time. Meanwhile,
1: I was just over here trying to translate. I'm like, it was called demon mask. It was a
0: technically oni. It can be translated as a fierce god as well. It's a very, it's a very, very older version of the term oni.
1: Ah, uh, see that I was not aware of. I'm just familiar with oni as demon.
0: Yeah. Um. But that. Yeah. Uh, but you have, in addition to those masks, uh, 20 other masks that you have access to, leading to a total of 24. Um, and these things range from the pig mask, which allows you to find mushrooms, to uh, some that are stupidly specialized, like the Giant's Mask, which you can only use in the boss battle of the fourth dungeon. Of which there's only four dungeons in Majora's Mask. Which a lot of people go like, what? (laughs) There was a lot more content that you had... uh, They had more mini-dungeons or made some of the parts of the overworld dungeon-esque. Which is Mm -hmm. why I think also helped with some of the concepting for Breath of the Wild. Right. But um, the basic premise of the story was Link is this is young Link after he's right. been sent back in time. Right he's, right. he's trying to he's going out in the world trying to find somebody. It's heavily implied that he's actually trying to find Navi. Because, remember, she left him at the end of Ocarina of Time. Spoilers! Right. Uh, and Link gets mugged in the middle of a forest by Skull uh, Skull Kid. It's actually implied to be the Skull Kid from Ocarina of Time. Mm. I don't think so, personally.
2: I don't think so. I think it's a
0: different one, but go yeah. on. Uh, Mugged uh, gets tossed into a warp and then ends up in Termina. I'm not going to go into some of the theories about Termina. Because that's... uh, Zelda Fan Theories could be its own podcast.
2: Yeah. It's its own little thing that we can do at another
0: time. Yeah. But essentially, Skull Kid uh, stole the Ocarina and Young Epona... Uh, Link encounters Skull Kid, but now he has this weird-ass mask and he curses us to be a Deku scrub, which you probably did pl- uh, get to that point, Will, because that's yes, first Yes, that minutes. point I did get. Um, I at least got it off. So you did Definitely. learn the Song of Healing from the yes. Happy Mask Salesman. Yeah. Uh, in this case... It is implied that every single one of the transformation masks, barring the fierce deity, is made from a soul. Right. That this one, it's we can see it in two of them, and the th- and Deku one is kind of heavily implied. Right. But uh, essentially, Deku kid uh, had four fr- uh, friends they're called giants that he would play with. But then they said like, we can't play with you anymore. Right. And he was all alone until he basically got the mask, which is the Epimonious Majora's mask. Right. Who is apparently an ancient evil from the old civilization of Termina that was sealed in a mask. And the reason why the happy mask salesman was, trying to get his hands on it, was because, I don't know, he just liked having essentially sealed evil in a can just to have it. Right. And so you have to go to these four areas, uh, which were the jungle, the mountains, the sea, and the desert. And you have to stop these four... Uh, defeat the four bosses in order to allow the ancient uh, giants. Because, apparently, uh, Skull Kid's like, Fuck this, I'm going to summon the moon and destroy Termina. Because if I can't have friends, nobody should have friends. Um,
2: that sucks. <laughs> yeah, and that's where we get the creepy
0: moon. Which... I'll be honest, the 3DS remake made the moon less scary. Aww. Boo. Yeah.
2: Because <laughs> I do remember that thing being terrifying. God.
0: I, well, I never had actual nightmares about it. Yeah, the, I would agree. It did actually, yeah. I never liked looking up at it. Ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically the entire thing is... You actually have a time mechanic of you can only do so much in three days. Um, certain things like, let's say, money and expendable items would always disappear at the end of a cycle. So when you reset back to dawn of the first day, donk, donk. Uh, you would keep your items, like your bomb bags, and your masks... Uh, but certain things would dis, uh, would disappear or revert. Um, and then, basically, since each region had a boss, you had the overworld that you had to get through in order to get to the dungeon, and then get through the dungeon. Right. Um, so, first one everyone would always be uh, have to do is... Uh, the jungle because you can't get to any of the other ones right is that uh, you had to go to the jungle find out that somebody's trying to roast a monkey but the monkey's trying to save the deku tribe because their princess is captured in the temple for whatever reason
2: right. okay.
0: uh I'll just cut it short. Basically, there's four giant bosses that you defeat. And when you defeat them, you can actually go... Uh, when you restart the cycle again, at the beginning of the dungeon, there is a pad that allows you to refight the boss so you can do uh, basically do all the stuff that needs to be done after the, after the boss cycle instead of being stuck hmm. uh, trying to go through the dungeon again. You just go straight to the boss, fight it, defeat it on the first day, and then you can do all the after bits with a little bit of leeway. Right. Um, one thing I do recall was that they initially wanted this to be, you only had seven days, real-time seven days, to beat the game. But... They couldn't get that to work, and the other aspect of the Nintendo 64 DD system, because it was going to try and be tied to that, fell through. So they just went with a reoccurring three uh, three day mechanic. Yeah. Uh, but uh, other than that, it's. i would definitely say it's definitely worth a playthrough um if you have a 3ds the 3d version is once again the superior um and you kind of get more of the story based off of just doing certain bit uh, like doing all the side questing because there's a lot of side questing in uh, majora's mask which they give you an in-game way of handling it, known as the Bomber's Journal. I like when games do that. <laughs> um, yeah,
2: you're the only one that has real experience with this one, unfortunately. So
0: I know. Um, I liked uh, the boss, uh, the bosses in the game, and how they handled. Uh, everything, because sometimes you would get a dungeon weapon, <laughs> like, uh, or certain aspects outside of the dungeon that you would use in the dungeon. Because the dungeon weapon... Uh, uh, Link does not actually have his boomerang... In, uh, per se, in this game. So. Uh, and there's a lot more musical aspect uh, aspects in the factor that with the transformation ma- uh, masks. Uh, almost every uh, like the uh, the ones that you transform into. So like DQ, Goron and Zora each have their own instrument rather than Link's just Ocarina. Right. Uh, Diku has a set of pipes and by pipes I mean horns like wood horns mm. that sound like trumpets. Uh, Zora got a guitar fishbone guitar which apparently there was a contest in Japan and the winner got a Actual, real recreation, working guitar of that one.
2: Oh wow! Okay. Um, only in
0: Japan. Only in Japan. And then Goron got a set of drums, which were kind of a mix of bongos and uh, just uh, tap drums or hand drums. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would definitely say that the, I, I liked your fairy handler in this one a little bit better. Who Uh,
2: wasn't annoying like Navi? Uh,
0: she was annoying in a different fashion, Mm -hmm. but, uh, when you get, uh, uh, when you basically get cursed by, uh, Skull Kid... He has two fairy companions, one of which just annoys the shit out of you, so you don't follow behind him. And she gets stuck with you.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And your fairy companion in this one is Tattle, T-A-T-L, versus her brother, who is Tail, T-A-E-L. Uh, okay. Can can you hear the pun in that one?
2: Just a little bit.
0: So, Tattle is very annoyed with you, very standoffish. As some people put it, Navi is the childhood friend fairy, whereas Tattle is the tsundere fairy. Uh. But, um, the more you go through the game, the more Tattle starts learning of Uh, essentially termina and what's been going on with it and she goes like there's something a lot larger going on here and i want to her main mission is to try and reunite with her brother but she starts learning that like maybe i the best way to reunite with my brother is to solve this issue and rescue termina right and the funny thing is that if you've beaten the game, and then you go back and try and beat the game again, Tattle will actually recognize that you have beaten the game and go like, "This is, this is history repeating itself. We can do this." And I was like, "Wait, what?" Oh wow. Yeah. That's what, a little meta. It was it was weird because like I. I this was on the N sixty four one too, so it was like and it was and they kept it for the three DS remake as well. Oh, I, well I'll be down. Um and the one thing I can mention is that you cannot do a one cycle aka do everything in one uh, you cannot beat the game on one three-day cycle, ever. Really? Uh, there, ha- uh, the speed runs that I've seen of the game, yes. Uh, the one hundred percent ones still take about two to three cycles to complete, because of two quests that you get that take all three days to do. Um, there has been a theorized way of doing a one cycle for mm-hmm. all uh, for doing the 100%. And it's kind of hard to do because uh, as of as far as I know, no one has done it yet. But uh, generally, uh, you can defeat all four bosses on the same three day cycle. Not, uh, like, going through the dungeons and going through uh, other areas, and then beat the game. But, that's kind of boring. But, I'll, I'll definitely say that Majora's Mask, uh, I really liked it, because it it put much more stylization to it. Uh, saying that sometimes the world isn't necessarily about Hyrule, which I know some people get really pissy about it. And this leads in discussions like, which one's better for the N64, Majora's Mask, or Ocarina of Time? And I'm like, uh, both are good, just in different ways.
2: Um... I'm not gonna argue. I mean, I can. I mean, I can accept that. I mean, they all have. The same way. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to give Majora's Mask a try in the near future.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, because I think it's uh, it has a lot to offer still, and I think it's uh, I didn't give it a, a fair rep.
0: Yeah, and as you said, like most of your influence came from your grandfather. Which... Right. Yes. Which... If he
2: wasn't going to play it, I hell wouldn't play it.
0: Versus me, where it's like, I saw it's like, oh, sweet. I was really freaked out by the three-day mechanic, because I thought it was like, oh, you have like 72 hours. Real-life hours to beat the game. No. And it's like, not quite. But you also have a right. rewind mechanic. And I'm like, oh, okay, that makes a bit more sense. Right. Uh, oh. We're a little over an hour, so I don't think we'll get okay, to the... well, at
2: least we talked about we talked about four games, or five games, technically, but yeah, we've talked quite a bit. Yeah. Um... I'm sorry that we didn't get to talk a lot about uh, the ones that you know very well, Michael, but as you said, it's kind of limited right now.
1: Yeah, and, and honestly, um, I even suggested this episode knowing that, you know, I wasn't going to have a lot to say, but it's Okay. It's we're going to have more to talk about in future episodes, future episodes. I'll be able to come back and actually join the conversation
0: again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we never got to the Game Boy Advance Zeldas or the GameCube Zeldas, but I think Game Boy Advance works better once we have gotten, um, the GameCube Zelda out there because it, the, the Game Boy Advance Zeldas tend to take from that version. Right. A lot. Um, yeah, so while we did the Game Boy and Game Boy Color, as well as the 2 and 64, which were the major starting of the uh, 3D Zeldas. Yes. Um, it's definitely... It sounds like I was probably one of the few people that played them when they came out, at least mm-hmm. for a couple for of, them. of them. Right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: uh especially mature's mask which i expected at least somebody else to have played it but it sounds like i was the only one that played it played it
2: <laughs> right and we're we're not faulting you for that <laughs> mm-hmm. i think in the end you made the right decision
0: <laughs> well uh in this case uh oh boy uh in this case that was our handle on uh the uh Zeldas and we uh, still so have more to go of course we, we still have more to go um we may revisit uh Zeldas with other people cause I know Eddie really wants to talk about the Zelda series and his iteration into it so that may be something for another time another time indeed but uh, as such, uh, I hope everybody enjoys the rest of their evening, or day, or whenever the hell you listen to this. Uh, make sure to check out uh, the FRG podcast, as well as the streams. Uh, we do try and get information pushed out of on those days. I recommend for streaming, uh, go to the Twitch. For everything else, keep an eye on the SoundClass slash Facebook page as well as Twitter, which gets auto-updated by either one of those. i uh, not sure how Instagram handles things, but uh, if you want proper updates, keep an eye directly on SoundCloud or Twitch. And Indeed. as such, thanks for joining us at Front Row Perspectives.
2: Have a good night, everybody, or a good day... Night. Bye! Later!